The Dodgers come back late and walk it off. Ryan Pepe has another solid outing. Bruce Dark Gratterall gave us a heartwarming moment, and he's actually been pitching very well lately. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And if you never want to miss a day, you can subscribe wherever you have podcasts and on YouTube and become an everydayer by listening every single day. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but it's just me today. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team. We watch the team on a daily basis. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room. We have talked to players and we have talked to fans like you guys. So we're here to bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what I'm here to do today. The Dodgers won last night taking Game two of the series against the Tigers. It was uh, not a, not similar to game one where the Dodgers kind of had it in the bag the entire game. This one, the Dodgers were down two to one heading into the eighth inning. They end up tying the game in the eighth inning thanks to uh, David Peralta double down the line. And then they ended up winning in the bottom of the ninth on a Max Muncy walk-off single yeah, I mean, offensively, it's not much to write home about in terms of, you know, the Dodgers, well, I guess not much to write home about in terms of results. They only scored three runs, uh, but they did have 11 hits. They did make a lot of hard contact. They just, it, it started to get a little cooler at Dodger Stadium. I'm not sure if it's, I can say, I can't say for sure that the Marine layer was back. Uh, but the Dodgers definitely did hit some baseballs that might have gone out on a warmer night uh, than last night. But either way, you know, the Dodgers got the win. Um, and I think this win, again, this is all with the caveat that they're playing the Tigers, who aren't very good. And even some of the relievers they brought in, I had never heard of. They might be good. Some of their numbers were decent. But you know, you go to that eighth inning and and it's two outs. JD Martinez bloops a single into right center field or right over the second baseman's head. You know, Chris Taylor comes in to pinch run and immediately steals second base, which was necessary because David Peralta's hit down the down the left field line. Ended up bouncing out into the stands, which means it would have been a ground roll double. Which means if Taylor hadn't stolen that base, he would have been on third base instead of scoring. And you know the game might change right there. So it was one of those things. Like when I'm watching the game, I'm like, oh man, like that's that's a playoff 
run right there. Like you, you get two outs and you turn it in, you know, you turn a bloop single into a run that ties the game again with the caveat that it is Tigers and, you know, they're, they're probably going to face better relievers in October, but again, putting the ball in play, you know, the, the, the two hits, JD Martinez hit 75 miles an hour exit velocity. David Peralta says double 75 mile exit velocity. And then James Altman ends up hitting one one away and it's a ground out to second baseman. So, you know, it, it's just, that's how baseball goes. But it was good to see the Dodgers get the run that way, especially a, a stolen base immediately paying off. Uh, because the Dodgers, they they steal more than they have in the past, but they're still not a team that, you know, I, will, I wish they would steal more. Um, but I understand why they probably don't. But just, you know, you see everyone in the league kind of running running wild and it would be nice to see the Dodgers run a little bit more. And maybe they, they plan to do that in the postseason, or maybe they'll, you know, depending who the team they play and if they're good at holding runner, whatever the case, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, offensively that that's kind of where we lived. And then, you know, the, the bottom of the ninth, you have, you had the number nine spot, which was Miguel Rojas at the time, and then you had top of the order. So you kind of figured, okay, this is Dodgers' shot to, to win it right here uh, before things kind of even up in, in extra innings. And Colton Wong pinch hits, doesn't get it. And then you're like, and then Mookie gets on base, and Freddie gets on base, and then. And Mookie gets on base. Freddie gets on base. I'm trying to remember how that ninth went. Yeah, Mookie singles. Oh, no, Freddie lined out. Mookie singles. Freddie lines out. Will Smith gets hit by the pitch. And then Max Muncy singles. And it was a not a close play at the play, but it was a closer play than, you know, maybe we would have liked to see Mookie slides in and the Dodgers win. So a, a good solid win. Um, not much offensively going, but. They did what they needed to do, and um, yeah, that, that's that's how it goes sometimes. But offensively, like I said, eleven hits. The Dodgers were putting the ball in play, were making hard contact. It just didn't work out in their favor in terms of results. But they ended up getting the results in the end. A good sign. Mookie Betts had three hits. Freddie Freeman had a couple hits. JD Martinez had a couple hits. Uh, so you know, good to see on that end. David Peralta had some solid had. Came up and hit the ball hard. Two of his th- first three at bats uh, had another show for it, and then gets that seventy-five mile an hour double that it ties the game. So, you know, sometimes things come back to you. The Dodgers were putting the ball in play. Like I said, they only struck out four times, so it was one of those days. It, it just didn't work out for them in terms of getting ultimate production, but they still were able to get the production they needed. Freddie Freeman hit a double. He's not 56 doubles, four doubles away from 60 would be the first player since the 1930s. I forget the exact year, but since the 1930s uh, to not 60 doubles. So we're continuing to be on the watch for that. On the pitching side, we're going to talk about Ryan Pepio. We're going to talk about Bruce Dark Ratterall, but you got Caleb Ferguson was the opener. He gave up a home run to Spencer Torkelson. Not ideal. Struck out the side besides that, but, uh, you know, would like to see that without the home run. And then Alex Fessia threw a clean top of the ninth to get the Dodgers uh, the chance to win it in the bottom of the ninth. So, all in all, just a clean 
a clean game uh, that went the Dodgers' way. Uh, probably more has to do with the fact that it was the Tigers, but again, you can only play who's in front of you, and uh, that's how the Dodgers did. So we're going to talk about Ryan Pepio and his outing and kind of now where you know we see him in the October plans. So that's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Check out the Sleeper app today and you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. The playoffs are on the corner. So you got, you know, regular season, you want to get yourself some some extra cash for the Dodgers postseason run that's about to happen, then you need to go check out the Sleeper app uh, because you can pick more or less on stats for, you know, guys like Mookie Betts, guys like Freddie Freeman, guys like Jaden Martinez, um, you know, pitchers like Ryan Pepio, and you can home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more. Pick more or less on these stats. You can pick multiple players, multiple stats, and you can get up to 100 times payout on Sleeper app right now. So go check out the Sleeper app. It's Like I said, it's super easy to use. All you do is pick the player, pick the stat, and pick over under of the entry or of the number that's given. And then, you know, put down the, the, the money you would like to place on it, and you could win big money. So go check out the Sleeper app right now. And if you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Go check out Sleeper. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get a $100 match on your first deposit. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and coming every day or by listening every day. Sirius XM or the SXM app can help you listen to any Dodger game you can't watch by providing you the home broadcast for any game. All you got to do is get Sirius XM or the SXM app and search Dodgers for the home broadcast of any game. All right. So as I said earlier, Caleb Ferguson got the, got the start, uh, was the opener, did give up the one run, struck out the side. And then we got Ryan Pepio in, and Ryan Pepio ended up going six innings for the Dodgers, allowing just one run on five hits and one walk. Uh, did strike out four, and the one run came via a home run from Parker Meadows, uh, you know, which was on a misplaced fastball, fastball essentially down the middle, uh, a little bit lower velocity than he had the rest of the night. So just a, a mistake pitch there. Um, that got taken out. But, you know, Ryan Pepio has been good for the Dodgers or really good for the Dodgers since coming up back up after uh, being out most of the year with with that oblique injury. He's now thrown 33 innings in those 33 innings. He's allowed seven earned runs. He's struck out 26. He has a whip of 0.70 and an ERA of 1.91. All very good numbers, all, you know, encouraging numbers in terms of what we want to see out of Ryan Pepio and all numbers that have kind of led us to, or us and fans and and maybe the Dodgers as well as to trusting Ryan Pepio to get some innings in October, because uh, as we've seen that there's 
not as many arms or not as many arms that uh yeah, not as many arms you trust in, right now with the Dodgers in terms of giving you solid innings in October. And I think that Ryan Pepio is probably, you know, one of the better bets right now in terms of which Dodgers are going to give you uh, the best results. And, you know, you kind of look at Ryan Pepio this year and last year, and he's pitched around the same. Uh, last year he went, he had pitched 36 innings this year, 33. Last year he was striking out guys a little bit more. He had 42 strikeouts in 36 innings. This year he has 26 and 33. Um, but last year he walked 27 batters in 36 innings this year he's walked three batters in 33 innings so that's a huge 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 difference um and it's kind of showed you know he he's allowed seven seven runs in 20 in 33 innings and last year he'd given up 14 runs in 36 innings um big 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 difference there so well the strikeouts haven't quite added up like they did last year the walk is just such a stagnant difference that you know it's it's pretty incredible to see and for Pepio, i was you know interested to see if there's anything different from last year obviously it's kind of hard to tell um just based on the smaller sample size had a small sample size last year small sample size this year and it you know there might not be too much to draw from it and there hasn't been a huge change between this year and last year He's throwing the fastball a little bit less and throwing the changeup a little bit, changeup and slider a little bit more, uh, but nothing significant to be like he has a whole, you know, change in the way he he goes about his business. I think it's just a matter of, you know, hey, the changeup is working this year where it wasn't necessarily working last year. Changeup working this year, so let's throw it a little bit more. That slider, you know, wasn't maybe comfortable with it last year, but now a little bit more comfortable with it this year. And, and last night he threw it 18 percent. His last two starts have been, um, you know, getting the slider back. He 21 percent his lap or not start poke, whatever it's a start. You know, if he doesn't start the game, it's still a start technically, not technically, but the way I see it. Uh, last time he was throwing the slider 21 percent of the time, this time he threw a slider 18 percent of the time. So he's starting to get that slider usage up, you know probably wants it to be in the in the 20% area um, if things are going well. And you, know, you look at, you know, we're, we always talk swings and misses here because we want to see, you You know, he did have the strike, you know, a few strikeouts, but it's more about, you know, you're getting swing and misses. And he had that last night, especially on the fat, more mostly on the fastball. He had 12 swings and misses last night in six innings. Eight of those came on the fastball. Uh, eight of his 21 swings on fastballs were swings and misses. He only got one swing and miss on the changeup, and then he got three swings and misses on the slider, three out of nine. So, you know, he hadn't really gotten the swing and the miss on the slider before. So that was good to see. Again, and I, I shouldn't have to say this, but this is all the caveat of, yes, I know it's the Tigers. Yes, I know they're not that good. Yes, I know they're lining up past some guys we've probably never heard of before this series. But again, you can only pitch to who's in front of you. And I think as we as I talked about, the biggest difference with him is throwing strikes because 27 walks to three walks. Huge difference. So shout out to Ryan Pepio for that. He ran into trouble in the seventh inning. He got first and third, nobody out. 
and then was gifted a a safety squeeze bunt right back to him. They ended up getting the out at home, uh, and then he gets out of the inning with a couple more outs. And, you know, someone had said, you know, I don't think he gets out of that if it wasn't Tigers, but, you know, whatever. And that while that may be true, I do think if this was a playoff situation, that one, I don't know if they let Pepe go six. You know, do they let him go that extra inning um, when he's already given them five and they had the opener? So, like, they're through six innings with two of those pitch with two pitchers. You know, you only need three more innings. You get your best arms in there and you go in the game, especially in the, in the game that they were down two to one in. So, I don't think they let him throw that. But again, this is the time right now where they're letting guys kind of figure it out. And, you know, that inning could have went horribly and could have ruined the rest of his outing. You know, he could have given up another base hit or a couple base hits. And then, you know, it ended up being two runs. The Dodgers down four, one Pepe was not giving up three runs in five plus innings. Cause he probably wouldn't have made it through the inning. And, and, you know, you feel a lot different, but again, they're pushing these guys to kind of see what they can do when, you know, if needed, and they've done it with Bobby Miller a few times, and now they've done it, you know, with, with Pepio, and, you know, I'm sure they might do it a couple more times with some of these younger guys over the course of the next few weeks or two weeks. Um, and that's what you got to do because, again, even if you don't need it, even if this was a playoff game, Ryan Pepio wouldn't even have come out for the seventh inning. But what if you do need him? What if you're in game, you know, six, five, six, seven of a, of a seven game series. And, you know, you don't have all your bullpen arms fresh and ready to go. And, you know, Ryan Pepio is, you know, probably your freshest arm at the moment. And, you know, you know, you're, you're going to try to roll the dice and they want to see what it is. And to get out of first and third, I don't care what team it is to get out of first and third with nobody out is a good accomplishment. It was obviously made much easier by the fact that the punt was right back to him and they were able to get out at home uh, very easily. But, you know, that that's just that's how that team decided to play it. And teams might decide to play it that way in October or, you know, in the future. And um, you can't do anything about the other side. You can only control your side. And that's what Ryan Pepe did. He controlled his side. He got the outs. And, you know, he ended up having to end up looking like a very good outing with the six, just six, six innings in the one run allowed. So shout out to Ryan Pepio. I don't think it doesn't appear that he'll be a starter in October, but I do think he'll be a bolt guy in one of the games, just the way he's been throwing the way they've been using them, and the way he's looked that I can't say that I disagree with that. So bruised our Gratterall had a, it was a, a seemingly harmless eighth inning last night, uh, but it was, much, much more than that. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about him in general uh, as he's on a little roll right now in terms of pitching without allowing runs. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. You know, we, we 2020, we were caught red-handed in terms of not being prepared or at least some of us were and now maybe we're weary a little bit more of being prepared uh, as signaled by the alleged hurricane that was supposed to happen a few weeks ago and the grocery stores uh, were packed with people buying supplies just in case it was actually a hurricane 
Well, that's what Jace Medical is here to help out with, but not in terms of toilet paper, not in terms of water or food, but in terms of life-saving antibiotics because their Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And what do you need to do to get all these life-saving antibiotics? Well, not much. All you got to do is go to go online and fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you might have to jump on a call with a board-certified physician. They'll approve you. They'll get you your Jace case, and you'll be prepared for anything in terms of what you need uh, in, in, in an emergency and when it comes to antibiotics and medicine and everything like that. And, you know, don't worry about if oh, you're worried about this, you're worried about that in terms of I don't know what to do or how I'm feeling this way. With Jace Medical, you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions because this program was doctor-created and is doctor-recommended. So don't be caught unprepared. Go sign up right now and get your Jace case and be ready for anything. So go right now to jacemedical.com and you can get $20 off by using our code locked on. You're going to save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. And of course, right now, like I said, Locked On can get the promo code Locked On get you an additional $20 off at jacemedical.com. Go get your Jace case today. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. If you are already an everyday or someone who listens every day, we appreciate you. If you're not, make sure to start listening every day and become an everyday. We're heading into the best slash most stressful time of the year in October. And you should be with us uh, sharing that stress and sharing your thoughts. Uh, if you have thoughts to share today, you can share them on YouTube comments or you can share them via social media or via email. We'll give you all that stuff at the end. And remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app, search Dodgers to get the home broadcast for any Dodger game. If you can't watch, you can listen with SiriusXM and the SXM app. All right, so last night, Bruce Dog Grouderall pitched the eighth inning, and uh, you know, initially it seemed like any normal Bruce Dog Grouderall appearance uh, in the eighth inning, but we learned, well, I was at the game in, in the press box, so I, I wasn't privy to this info instantly. Uh, like some of you watching on TV, but we learned that Bruce Dargradarow's mother was in attendance, and it was the first time she'd seen him pitch as a professional baseball player, which, you know, Gradarow's been in the league a few years now and been in the minors a couple years before that, so you're like, oh, you know, maybe whatever the case. Bruce Dargradarow hadn't seen his mom in seven years uh, before I don't know if he's if the first time he saw her was yesterday or, or Monday night, whatever it was, but yeah, seven years since they had seen each other. The first time she'd seen him pitch professionally, Bruce Dart throws a one, two, three inning. He does his normal, you know, uh, little salute to his brother. And, you know, you see him put his head in his glove and you see him point up to, you know, the suites area. And it was his mom looking back at him, you know, blowing him kisses and, you know, Dave Roberts stops him, giving him a big hug. You know, you can tell Bruce Dar is, is, you know, letting his emotions out. And, you know, Dave Roberts gives him a hug, points up to where his mom's at. They share a big smile and, uh, you know, instantly went viral on on online. You know, everyone was po- – the Dodgers obviously posted the video. Everyone started posting the video. You know, Gratterall talked about it after the game. Gratterall, 
you know, got to, to be in the interview room and talk about it. His, his mom even gave some quotes and, you know, it was just a, a heartwarming moment, something that you don't really think about um, <clears throat> that, you know, we, we see a lot of people make their debuts or make everything else. And usually their families there and, you know, they, the broadcast will talk to them and everything else. But with Gratterall, you know, we, well, fun, he wasn't signed initially by the Dodgers. They got him in a trade. So we, we might have not known his full story from the beginning. Um, and then, you know, it, it had, you don't think about it because it, it's not something that gets brought up. But uh, for for someone to, you know, not see their parents for seven years when they're having the success and, and you know, going through, you know, they he just had a kid recently. He got married, you know, in the last few years going through all these things without your mom when, you know, clearly your mom's a big part of your life is stuff. And, you know, you don't think about that, especially when it comes to you know, international players. And, and, you know, it's not always as easy as just coming over or getting a visa or, or whatever the case, you know, sometimes there's a lot of red tape and paperwork and things to kind of figure out. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I would imagine there's a reason Gradero hasn't gone back home in order to at least see here in the off season. So, you know, we don't, Know the full story, but <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, it got things a little dusty last night for, for you know, at Dodger Stadium or at home, wherever you were watching. And it was just a great moment uh, in, a, in a year of great moments for the Dodgers. But this one, you know, probably stands out a little bit more. But beyond the, the heartwarming moment and everything else and, and all that is, Bruce Dark Gratterall is on the streak right now. He, he's thrown 21 consecutive innings without allowing a run. And, you know, I, me initially was like, okay, well, he's a reliever. I want to say, I remember him allowing runs. They probably weren't his runs. Um, so let's look at that. So uh, the, the streak goes back to July. The last time he allowed a run was July 24th. And since then, from July 25th to last night, he's made 20, appearances for 21 innings and a zero ERA his FIP is 288 so you know even if he was pitching to that it would still be a very very good ERA for a reliever batters are hitting 169 against him he's got an OPS again uh, against a 403 he doesn't quite have the strikeouts still the only 13 strikeouts in those 21 innings but you know i looked at inherited runners and inherited runners allowed scored and in those 20 appearances he's had six inherited runners and three of them have scored so obviously 50 percent inherited runner scores is not ideal um for a reliever but in such a small you know three out of six um, especially if he was brought in, uh, I want to say at least one of those times he was probably brought in in a bases loaded, no out or one out situation or runner in scoring position, no out, one out situation. And for someone, you know, this is the issue we have with him a little bit is uh, for someone that doesn't get strikeouts, it's very easy for a bloop single to bring in a run or whatever the case is. But regardless of, of all that, you know, you can only – worry about that so much and and worry about the results and and Bruzard Gradrol is getting results right now and it, it's you know good uh you know, he's given up in those 21 innings given up 12 hits he's walked five so you know the, you got the the whip under under one and 
would we like more strikeouts? Yeah, of course. But again, he limits hard contact. He gets out. He if he does run into a little bit of trouble, he you know he's gotten four double plays in those twenty appearances. So he, he's able to get himself out of it. And and now, at least for me specifically, this time of year in October is when I not trust Gratterall more, but when I feel more comfortable with Gratterall because he's shown the last few years that no matter what happens the first few months of the season, when it comes down to it, uh, he's been pretty good for the Dodgers when they needed him in October and, and late September if they're in a, in a playoff push. So shout out to Bruce Dark Gratterall. Shout out to his mom. She's He said she's sticking around for at least the end of the season and hopefully a World Series celebration. And I hope that too, Bruce Dar. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to tell your friends and family and become an everydayer uh, because everydayers are just a little bit better. If you want to listen to the home broadcast for any game, all you got to do is get SiriusXM or the SXM app and search Dodgers, and you can listen to the home broadcast for any game. Remember, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either one of us if you have a question, comment, or concern. You can also comment on YouTube if you have a question or a comment right now. You can always send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail. Send us a text at 323-863-LOCK5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope to be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device by podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.